Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening. It is here that all are invited to this happy place where the young and young at heart can explore, laugh, and listen together. Get ready as the magic awaits you like never before. Welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like guys. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Hunter Hazen, with our movie review of the... I guess every three months we find a way to make one of these happen. <laughs> it'll be li- it'll be more often. We're a little behind, but as you can tell by the intro song, we're doing Spider-Man: Far From Home, not the 1960s version as you just heard, but the MCU version released just this couple weeks ago. So I'm here, Hunter Hazen, here with Jarrett, what's up, and AJ. Hello, hello. It is a three-person crew today a little condensed crew action here so we're gonna go over kind of what we liked what we didn't like of spider-man far from home what it kind of means for the mcu going forward and where we're kind of rating it and plus first thoughts and all of that so at the end of this we put captain marvel on a list and we'll kind of rank spider-man better worse and then we need to go through and do obviously toy story 4 eventually lion king and hopefully we'll have a nice 2019 movie list to post at the new year going into 2020 the best movies of 2019 so uh just getting started i guess what was each of y'all's first impressions going to see it what were your expectations did it live up to your expectations did you expect it to be like it was or what do you think Honestly, I did not research the plot line or anything like that at all before going into this, so I had no idea what to expect. But honestly, the first 20, 30 minutes of that, I was super disappointed, mostly from like a CGI standpoint. Sometimes when Peter Parker or Spider-Man was fighting, it looked super fake. And honestly, Jake Gyllenhaal in the beginning, I was not a fan of his acting. It just seemed so forced and so fake. And I could tell right off the bat that he was the bad guy. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. He's the bad guy. Spoilers in this uh, review. Hey, of course, this is spoiler review. <laughs> I should have put that in the title. Hey, Corey, why don't you take this? Hey, this is a spoiler review, everyone. Okay, now clip that to the very beginning. <laughs> if you were listening to this and didn't think it would not have spoilers in it, you're stupid. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the spoil. <laughs> but anyways, yes. Yeah, so I kind of like knew right off the bat that he was the bad guy. I did love the scene in the bar, though, where he, like, came out and told his master plan. I think it could have been written a little better because some of the parts were a little cheesy, but I thought it was really well done. And then after, like, the first half of it, the CGI, in my opinion, got so much better. The storyline became so much better, and Jake Gyllenhaal's acting, he was much better as a villain than he was a hero. He was just not a very good hero. I don't know why anyone else didn't think that he was just off. I don't know what else to say other than off. Yeah, I was going to say. But, like, uh, yeah, but, it was definitely, he did seem like, you know, like him being the good guy, it was definitely staged and you can kind of like tell. I think going into the movie, my expectations, I think it hit my expectations almost like on the dot. Like there were some cheesy parts. There were, you know, like you said, the CGI, some of it was good, some of it was bad. Like they, you know, humor wise, you kind of knew like the love story going in with Zendaya, Zendaya being in it, Zendaya, whatever her name is. Like she's in everything now, but, um, mm-hmm. but like with her being it, you knew there was going to be like a little love story and all that stuff. So like, 
I think everything was literally like spot on to what I thought the movie would kind of like, again, it, in regards to my expectations, it hit my expectations. Yeah. Was- and touching on that love story, like I liked how it was cheesy, but it was realistically cheesy. Like that is totally, their relationship and their chemistry is something that would totally happen in real life. And it wasn't like a 50 year old writer trying to write from a perspective of a 15 year old. Like it felt so real. And I was like giggling right along with them. I was blushing right along with them. It was really cute. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all had that crush in high school. Can we, can we talk about the real love story of this movie, though? It was Ned and Betty. And oh, their, couple goals. Their little uh, vacation fling. <laughs> I thought that twist was, it was kind of like an original comedic add to the movie. It kind of <laughs> was something I haven't really seen in a lot of movies. It was pretty funny. It was a good, it was a good running gag through the movie. And then when they got off the plane, they're like, oh, we broke up. And they were totally like, amicable yeah. about it being so chill we learn we learn from spiritual. this and become better people yes i was <laughs> crying it was so hard also happy happy in uh peter's mom. and aunt may. aunt may yeah oh happy. i like that little love story good old happy funny yeah yeah that was good. a lot of love a lot of love in this movie I love, love. yeah it was it was kind of was right good. on what i was expecting it's not like as heavy hitting as like the iron man movies were like it's not like high stakes the world's about to end but i mean technically I mean, he was trying to london end the world he was trying to end the world i guess or take all of london out i guess he was trying to but, make um, himself a hero by in turn destroying pretty much all of london and then i don't really think they got into his like master plan other than basically dismantling the stark well he just wanted that was going to be his in because if you could be seen as a hero and then he has Stark's tech, I forgot the name of it, but if he has Stark's tech and he's now the hero and then now he can just do whatever he wants. But I, I kind of had a feeling he was going to be bad. I was kind of like, cause I read a little bit going in, but they're like, Oh, he's oh, going to pretend to be good. He's going to pretend to be good, but then he's going to be bad. And I was like, well, what if he's actually good? And they take a <laughs> villain and make him good. And, but anyways, I knew kind of like as it was going and has Peter handed over the tech to him that it wasn't like a good call. Like, eh, this guy's kind of shady, but I wasn't expecting like for him to have like his abilities the way he had and just be able to like completely manipulate the whole like yeah. universe around him and like create all these illusions. That's where I was like, when he sat back in his chair and he's like, well, that wasn't so hard. And then everyone started clapping. I was like, what is what happening is right my now? My entire theater I just, gasped. I just thought, theater. you know, he was going to end up like flying around and using the tech and taking out Peter Parker. But it's like, this is just a normal dude who's a genius Not even that hates Tony Stark, just like the past Spider-Man movie. But I mean, yeah. it was. I thought it was pretty cool. I like Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I did too. I like, I like he was like the perfect Mysterio. I like, I like when they have like original actors that like, you don't have any expectations toward kind of like how Tom Holland stepped into Spider-Man. Nobody really knew him from anything, but I also like when they sprinkle in these like A-listers kind of, cause they can only be in it once in the MCU. Yeah. Like once they're in one of the movies then that's it and then they're out. So I thought that was pretty cool. But um, I guess Mysterio in the end, his plan, he won technically he got what he wanted cause he, he, did die but he died the hero and spider-man was quote-unquote the villain so mm-hmm. like and has now been outed to the entire world everyone now knows peter parker's name and face led That's by cool. led by the j jonah jameson taken that was so Mark. funny <laughs> but, oh yeah did you stay yeah. in the credits yes the that fact awesome. that it looked yeah like a Going. daily mail or like doing like an 
in like Thanks. an InfoWars <laughs> spinoff, Alex Jones, it's like J. Jonah Jameson. Let me tell you what. There's aliens out there. There's a Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that it was, was so funny. And at first I was like, oh, this is harmless. This is a good laugh. And then when it showed his face, I was freaking yeah. out. Yeah. But I mean, you think about it, everyone knew Tony Stark was Iron Man. I mean, everyone Yeah, knew but Iron Man Steve was never like the villain. Well, like some people hated him for his war issues and things some, like that. Some people but hated now, him, but yeah. But now the entire world thinks that he just killed like the best and newest superhero. That's true. That he did it on purpose. Yeah. We'll just we'll just have to have to see what happens, I guess. I'm excited. See I'm where excited they take it. Okay, but, did um, either of you watch and or understand the last credit with Nick Fury? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the so discuss here, Hunter or AJ, discuss to the listeners what happened in that final scene. So did you even watch it? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> so I did. I just I just didn't like I guess everybody was like freaking out about these, but I didn't I thought like, okay, cool. That's so I didn't really think it was yeah. too big. I guess but so if you don't if you don't go see a lot of MCU movies try staying after the credits stuff happens all right stuff yeah. and if you don't know that and it's every single if you didn't while. stay past the credits in Spider-Man you can mute us for about the next four to five minutes but uh <laughs> so basically scrolls which were introduced in Captain Marvel which have been like in the MCU comics and all that kind of stuff forever originally they were bad but this cinematic universe is making them kind of good but apparently at the end you find out that they've been covering for nick fury and his partner the whole time which kind of brings into question how long have they been nick fury has it been like through endgame they've been nick fury or you know so it just it brings a lot of questions in like that and then it pans over to nick fury on a scroll spaceship like lounging having a spa day getting up and it's like well let's go to work or i don't know what he said but apparently it's like the whole universe is now expanding and it's more than just earth it's like really like they have people watching all over the universe and all these things and it's even at the start of the movie when peter was asking well what about all the other avengers what about all these people you can tell obviously there's some bigger stuff going on in the universe that they don't really need to be on earth so yeah, it's definitely yeah. a good segue into the next phase, but I feel like I'm pretty well versed in the Marvel universe and I still left there being like, What? What is this? Yeah, happen? <laughs> so another cool thing was as Spider-Man, like towards the end of the movie, before any posting credits, as he's swinging down with MJ Zendaya, he's like landing, but behind him you see a construction site and it has the numbers one, two, three, and then a question mark. And it says, we can't wait to see or to show you what happens next. So that goes into what they're saying. Like Spider-Man's the last of the phase three. And after mm. this, they're starting phase four. I did not know that. So that's a good it, little they sprinkled tidbit. that in there. Yeah. So if you want to go back and watch it, wait for Spider-Man swinging down with MJ. Look at the construction site wall. You know, it's just like all those ones they have in Disney, but on it, it's painted big letters. We can't nice wait to show you what happens next. But. So that scene in particular, this I and maybe I have to watch it again because maybe it wasn't that good. But I feel like they finally hit, like usually something when someone's like flying, and it, specifically 
what's her what's her name zendaya mj zendaya yeah. we'll just call her mj which by MJ. the way not MJ. mary jane she's a completely new character it's like Mich- michelle jones or something like that that's but still up in for interpretation okay. but we'll so see. think about her no, and I like just she said it in an interview oh gosh gosh i didn't spill in the beans all right what's what's going anyways on? But every scene in every movie where people are like flying and it shows a close up, it always looks terribly CGI'd. Like the that old, the old Toby Maguire ones where she's holding like, a dummy. Well, that, like the Zendaya or whatever, Zendaya, whatever her freaking name is. So in Greatest Showman, one of my favorite movies of all time, when she's swinging on the rope with Zach, you can tell it's just like cheesy. They look like Jane this in one a great movie ride. Good. Did you think it actually looked good? I thought it actually yeah. looked kind of legit yeah i thought it looked good from like a special effects standpoint i thought this was a lot better than a lot yeah. of movies i mean at one point didn't spider-man only have his mask when he was swinging around so he was like in yeah. normal clothes that looked well, he had weird like the, he had like the new orleans mask or whatever like right whatever. except from venice so that, yeah. that was kind of weird because it like it was like his actual skin so they couldn't really use a suit and cgi the suit it's a lot harder to cgi like a person's arm, skin, like all that yeah. kind of stuff, the way it bends, the way it moves. So it looked a little, little fake, but um, where was I going? Oh, phase four, <laughs> little tangent, but phase four. So it's like they're expanding this like into a much larger scale now with the scrolls coming in. Um, there's some talk, like there's the Eternals is what they're called which yes. are the people who created the infinity stones and apparently they're about to come into the picture and they have more power than anyone ever like um in doctor strange um it's infinity is what he was called i think he is i might be wrong i might be wrong he might be like an eternal or on that same level when Doctor Strange beats him by going back in time, like a million mm. times, which was a cool sequence. But like a million times. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of good sequences, I thought oh. um, when Spider-Man faced off with Mysterio for the first time, that like CGI sequence, like I couldn't tell what was real. I couldn't tell what was fake. I thought it was a great angle to take because all of a sudden you're like, what is going on? Can you trust anything? Because like at the end, Nick Fury kind of walks up to him. He's like, you're all right and then turns out he's still in it and it's just kind of like adds another layer to the whole movie where you're like can i even trust what's happening right now but that was insane and i think that might actually be like my favorite fight sequence of any oh yeah it was i wish i could watch it over and over again like it was incredible and there was just so much happening at once my brain was like exploding by the end of it yeah yeah we were talking earlier like the iron the part with iron man and it was just like obviously comes crawling out the grave oh Oh, like half is oh it was so good like that was the effects were awesome in that scene i think it's hard to create something like that and actually make it look realistic i think like tom holland like they did a good job of making him seem like very trippy like he was very tripped out like after Mm -hmm. it too like when happy came and picked him up like you know, oh, yeah. you could tell like He's in an his incredible face actor. Was, I yeah. love him. And one thing, by far the best Spider Man. By oh, far, yeah. thirty thousand times more than. And yeah. one thing, like everyone's been ragging on, like Spider Man, he's nothing without Tony Stark's tech, and he's nothing like he's just you know been given all this stuff. But you really kind of see, like him start to come into his own. I feel like like you start to yeah. see him do like super jumps. He works without the suit and fights that way and then he like develops like fully his spider sense 
that has yeah. been like so prominent in all the other Spider-Mans to beat um, Mysterio. Like without Tony Stark's tech that he's already given to Mysterio, he does it on his own. He has a spider sense. He knows when he's in the illusion, when he's out of the illusion. And he kind of like, he, it adds a strength that he hasn't had before. He which grows I up thought was pretty cool. Huh? He grows up a little bit. You watch him he mature, does. which Night is really monkey. cool. Was it Night Monkey? <laughs> ah, Night Monkey. Night Monkey. Yeah. I love, what was the scene? It was like a different language or whatever, and it just said Night yeah. Monkey. Yeah. Like, Night Monkey. The and the girl starts screaming, and she's like, Night Monkey, and runs away. Oh, I love man. that. That made me laugh so much. Shout out to the, the teachers of the class were hilarious. I love oh those God. guys. Oh, yeah, the chaperones for the, like, for the trip. It, sometimes, like, obviously it gets a little cheesy, but for the most part, I think the humor of those guys were awesome. Oh, my yeah. favorite little Easter egg was the science teacher that kept bringing up witches, and then Peter's glasses when it was like bringing up intel on everyone. His was like has a history with witchcraft, and I was like, "This guy's <laughs> yeah. insane! I want a whole movie just for him." I really wanted to like slow it down when it had everybody's text. Like he could read everybody's text. Oh, yeah, the there's phone. some. Like, there were some funny ones that I kind of saw, but I was like, I need to go back and look to see like what. Man, what was our names? Ned and Becky are like, I miss you. I miss you yeah. more, and they're sitting right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> those are all, those are hilarious but yeah that's this is something that if you could go back and watch and pause you'll probably see a ton of stuff like even yeah. that construction site like we can't wait to see what happens next or to show you what happens next deal was like a little easter egg they sprinkled in there i can't wait for it to come out as yeah. oh yeah like dvd i guess it already is a movie but you know what I, I mean. yeah 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 but like even that fight scene with mysterio i think the theater is what does that justice because you hear like Mysterio talking to Spider-Man, but in the theater, it's like surround sound. So it's like coming at you from all angles. Yeah. And it, it even like confused me. I was like, what's happening? But it it's, it's still, it's still an awesome sequence that I will definitely watch again. And it'll be cool to see it again, knowing Mysterio is who he is and picking up on this is why he was a little cheesy being a hero in the beginning. It kind of all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. He was like feeding all that, all that crap to Nick Fury and Spider-Man. And then you also know now Nick Fury's a scroll. That's why he was kind of gullible because I mean, normal Nick Fury wouldn't have fallen for that, you know? Yeah. But, and they did a good job with that one too. And like, what was it when Fury, when uh, Spider-Man was talking to Nick Fury and he said something about like Captain Marvel and he was like, like, don't utter the name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, that was weird. That yeah, made me laugh so hard. There were, <laughs> it was very odd to hear him say that. I was like, what the hell? Like, what, why would he care? If like, you go I thought back, they ended on good terms. They're buds. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and watch it, you see little like nuances. Like I heard Nick Fury talking to his partner in the middle of the movie. He was like, I didn't know the Kree had splinter cells in this area or something like that, or yeah. spies in this area, which I was like, why is Nick Fury talking about the Kree? I guess. I guess he's like in, he knows everything. So he would, but then when you know there's scrolls and scrolls are the enemies of the Cree, it kind of makes sense, which is, yeah. there's just like sprinkle little things in there. But I just think they're going to take this phase four to like the complete next level because yeah. Nick Fury is like the guy who knows everything, who's pulling all the strings and he's not even on earth. So obviously something a lot bigger is happening that he just delegated Nick Fury tasks onto a couple scrolls on earth. Just and that's why he's out in space. Yeah, and then some. Like we're gonna find out with you, whatever comes think next. He's gonna headline like, like say stuff's going on in like other areas. Like obviously Captain Marvel's gonna be there. 
they're doing they're doing like more guardians of the galaxy movies with thor as a part of the guardians so that's Heck gonna yeah. be big and it's then like my favorite romance oh yeah. i don't know if captain marvel has another movie she might have a contract to be in another movie but i don't know i guess what she would i feel be. like they have to have add her in like they will I guess they'll still have an Avengers movie because Avengers has yeah. been through phase one through three. So they'd have right. an Avengers in phase four, but it'd be interesting to see who kind of yeah, takes it. I mean, I don't remember now. it off the top of my head, but I remember seeing this like press release where Marvel and Disney had released like their next 20 movies or something and like all the dates that they were scheduled for. And all it says is like Marvel movie one, Marvel, Marvel. movie two, all the way up to like 20. And oh, I'm like, yeah how many like i know that they have this whole vault of comic books and characters and stuff and obviously they have every right to pull names out of a hat and go for it but i'm gonna be very interested to see how they can honestly get the audience to buy into phase four as much as we bought into the rest because now that robert downey jr aka Mm. iron man is gone like how and chris evans captain america they're gone how are they gonna write such beautiful characters in order for us to buy into it it is hard i think people are just so tied in like if they could throw in all actors, we have no idea who they are, and we would be like, "Oh yeah, it's basically it up. Like, literally yeah, like, a movie that's never ending." Like people yeah. are always left trying to figure out what's going to happen, and that's what I think they do awesome in the MCU. Is it's not just a one-off movie that you know turns into a classic, like "Oh, Avatar was a great movie," and then it has such a great following and does so well. They're like feeding one into the next. You have to see this in order to understand what happens here, and it's kind of. They're just pulling everybody in, pulling the audience in as much as they can until they stop coming, which it doesn't look like they're going to stop coming anytime Never soon. Never going to happen. So it's this and Star Wars for the rest of your life. True. And Avatar we'll be, coming up. We'll be, we'll be like in our late 50s, early 60s, looking back like, oh, I remember when those Marvel movies were coming out. Man, those were the good old days of cinema. I am gonna make all of my children, all of my grandchildren, watch all of these, and yeah. they're not gonna—they're gonna, they're, they're all gonna have something yeah. else, and this is gonna be our classic uh, genre. Yeah, they're so like, watch oh, the gosh. Marvel, I, I got Iron Man three, a classic. A classic. <laughs> Iron Man again. I hate that that's one day gonna be considered a classic. Like that, those uh, are gonna be the old movies, and there's gonna be something else. I'm—I feel old just talking about it, and I'm only twenty. I hate uh, this. Yeah, we'll get there, but. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I thought overall great movie. I think it was a lot better than I was expecting. I was kind of expecting a filler movie. Like, I don't know which movie. I think Captain Marvel was kind of a filler movie. It didn't, it like, it was like a new story that they kind of had to put in there to keep the, keep the uh, release dates in line. So people had their steady dose of Marvel, I feel like. But, yeah, well, uh, they needed to introduce Captain Marvel, and they couldn't yeah, really do that. And they had to, and I, yeah. and that's why I did. I kind of felt like Captain Marvel was a little rushed because they had to before Endgame yeah. Yeah. to make it make any sense, or everyone would just be completely confused. Yeah, but I'll agree with that. I thought Spider Man was going to be like, here's a filler that'll keep everyone amused while we're working on the next big movie. But I thought it was pretty awesome. It was one of yeah. my. I feel like it's been advertised that way too. Like I haven't heard much about it. There hasn't been much press for it. Like. Honestly, I haven't heard everyone flocking to the theaters to see this. Like, it right. hasn't. Been a well, it was time. like everyone had the huge punch of Infinity War followed by Endgame, and then this is the first one after that. And you're like, and Endgame being re-released. This yeah. was yeah. This yeah. was kind of their 
are people gonna keep coming or do they think end game is the end because we put the word end in it oh that was a big mistake <laughs> but you know but they're they just kicked it off and they finished end game and they released this one and they're like here's what's coming next here's what's coming in the future they're gonna start teasing to another big bad like thanos for the next 10 12 years until they finally release mm-hmm. avengers and end game and yeah till we know for sure but i had one more little easter egg kind of was in Endgame, a big line was that I love you 3000. Um, My heart. <laughs> and they used that to like promote and like they put it on posters and all that kind of stuff. But every MCU movie that has been made up to, including Spider Man Far From Home, has been a total of exactly 3000 minutes. So, did that end up being true? Because I, I saw love that you 3000. Is it, did it get debunked? I saw that someone oh. was like, wait, that math doesn't add up. Oh, dang. I don't, oh. like, if it's true, I'll love that. Fine. I'll take I, only my favorite Marvel wow. movies and add them up to 3,000, and I'll call that. I love you. Do <laughs> we'll a little homework after the episode. Let's just, that. let's just pretend it was an ode to the, you know, well, not the original actually, Marvel, but the. Maybe it is 3,000. The origin of that line actually comes from that's something that Robert Downey Jr.'s daughter actually says to him. And right. he said it to the mm-hmm. writers, and the writers were like, oh, my God, we have to add that in. Like, that's beautiful. And Robert Downey Jr. was just like, okay. <laughs> does, does she also cuss to him while they're sitting on the steps talking? What did, what did she say? This is all just from Robert Downey Jr.'s actual home life. <laughs> yeah. They basically just put a camera in his house on his holographic table or hologram table. <laughs> As he's trying to help save the universe. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's what I had. That's all my notes pretty much. Nick Fury post credits, but what'd y'all think? I guess putting this on the happiest podcast movie list, 2019, the number one movie on our list is Captain Marvel. The number two movie movie on our list list. is Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) I feel pretty comfortable starting this off and saying this slides right into that number one spot right over uh, Captain Marvel there. I would definitely go see this again. I will be watching it when it comes out Mm. multiple times, digging through, Mm -hmm. looking at all the Easter eggs. But what do y'all think? Over Captain Marvel, under Captain Marvel? I'll agree. I do love my girl, Captain Marvel, but I believe that this had all the perfect makings of a movie that you can watch over and over again, whereas Captain Marvel, I would have to take in bits and pieces, if that makes sense. But So I will say it does earn number one. Still love Captain Marvel, but Spider-Man Far From Home was a lot better in that sense. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you both. Um, I just think like the overall, I feel like the, like the, the CGI in Captain Marvel wasn't as good still the the damn cat with octopus tentacles Leave coming out of again the flirkin the freaking flirkin or whatever leave him alone but that was <laughs> stupid so like and i think just the ultimate like fight scene too like this one like tom holland was you know like spider-man was very close to being defeated and like whereas captain marvel it just i mean she could blow up a mothership that's the size of mother earth and She's like the most powerful being in the universe. She's just like unreal. So like that part was really cool too and how much she had to like overcome. So I would put it number one on the list as well. 
My Peter Tingle tells me to put it at number one. The Peter Tingle. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That made me cringe so hard. Did they ever actually Peter say Tingle. Spidey Sense? Or no, no, it's the PD, the PD Tingle. Tingle. Peter I Tingle. Tingle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought in terms of like comedy, maybe a little romance, I guess, action, mystery, it kind of... A little bit of everything. Yeah. You and could, I feel like it's you a could go more. into you could watch that movie without having seen any other movies. Yes, and that's still a, enjoy that's it. a big thing too. Like even you would still not know like I mean, you a wouldn't lot know like Iron Man not. like where's all this coming from. But it it starts with setting up its own plot. It doesn't like take something that was a cliffhanger in a past you know episode or movie episode. I guess, but yeah, true. I thought it was. And I, thought I feel it was like good it's as a, a lot more relatable. Like. I know superheroes, all that, fighting crime, not super relatable to the average person, but, like, being able to relate to having, like, your reality altered or having your face plastered everywhere or something you didn't do and just, like, the social anxiety of all that is a lot more relatable than fighting aliens yeah. and things yeah. like that. So I think no, it's a that's... lot easier to sympathize with Peter Parker than it is with Captain Marvel. Yeah, I feel like the Spider-Man movies, I mean, Homecoming did use a bunch of alien technology and stuff, but... Far From Home definitely set up Peter as I feel like he's supposed to be like the relatable superhero. Yeah, he's so, more human than all the rest. Yeah. I mean, in, in Far From Home, sure, we saw like drones and this crazy telegraphic or um, this crazy technology projecting all these things around him. But we didn't like see an alien invasion or anything but like that. It's very Black Mirror in the sense that like, you know, all this technology is like either existing or within 10 years of existing yeah, and it yeah. makes it even scarier but like, like you find out it's like oh mysterio's not actually flying around on a cloud on like a green smoke cloud and there aren't these like crazy monster elemental aliens actually fighting it's all just a mirage and it's very mysterious leave leave stop no <laughs> but that's our that's our two cents on it did y'all have anything else that you saw that kind of stood out to you um one thing i don't know why my head goes this way but so all right so this took you five years after the snap right yeah it was kind of weird how they incorporated and like so kids in high school were like five years older so they were like 23 years old or whatever right still in high school the only thing i was thinking was like that'd be awesome because like in sports and stuff you're a 23 year old like you're Physically, you're much better, so you could dominate high school sports. No, 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 no. The people no. who no, when you get snapped, the blip you stay the you same. Stay your age. Like so Peter like left snapped, and came back, and he's the same age. Yeah, oh, so you and he's in the same yeah, grade. Right. Everybody else, everybody else kept aging. But apparently, so if you stayed on Earth, then you were, you're, you'd be more dominant because a lot of people. No, would be, they'd be yeah. in college. Like they, yeah, they would just they live life up. normally. So like that really annoying boy that kept like live vlogging everything, he was on the flight and he was trying to drink alcohol because in his really right. 21, but because he was blipped. Like according was to so... his driver's license in his pocket, it says he's 21. Gotcha. But according to how much he's actually aged, he's not. Because they're saying like when they got snapped, it was like instant. It was like yeah. from got the it. end of Infinity War like to when they arrive. They were like, apparently they got snapped back onto that planet and they just rushed to go help. That little you know, montage of everyone being blipped back was hysterical though. Like when all the band kids showed up. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of a basketball game. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> they were like knocking people over. That was hysterical. That was classic. <laughs> that is hilarious. But And I yeah. still won't get the, dr- sorry, real quick. I still don't understand. 
I mean, I get it. There were drones that could cause illusions and could do all these things, but there were still some parts where I'm like, there's no way in hell drones could do this such a thing. Well, they're shooting, like, creating the damage. Like the fire elemental when like the metal goes in and it grows bigger. I'm like, what? Oh, well then yeah. all you have to do is just make your picture bigger. So like yeah, if they're saying, oh, this, we got the metal, all you have to do is expand the picture. Of metal? How did they get this scrap of metal to come flying in? Like when he was like bashing things and he's like carrying things. And bo- how yeah, would yeah. That. That's a good question. That, some so things that, are just kind of the movie me. makes more sense, and you just don't think about it. Jared, just, 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 just I thought about it. I much. liked the movie. Stop. I did like the movie. <laughs> I liked the elementals too. I I wanted them to be real because those were cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not but overall, real. yes, it moves to our number one. He's Spider Man swings into the number one spot. Ugh, y'all are awful. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Those are web shooters from Jared. For those web shooters, sorry, I don't know. Audio. Sounds like I'm just spitting. (laughs) Well, that's our little mini, definitely spoiler review. Remember, we need to say spoiler review. We will. I'll put it in the title. Okay, okay. Like all caps, the very first part. Yes. And And if somehow you clicked on this video and you made it to the end, we spoil it for you. I'm sorry. AJ did that. Not really sorry. You should classic first going into it. But anyways, that's us from the happiest podcast on earth. Um, listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts is what it's called. Not yes, iTunes. Sir. Apple yes, Podcasts. Sir. Come find us. Follow us on social media at Happiest PC, Happiest Podcast on Earth. And we'll see you next time for our Sweet. next movie review. So see you all. Bye bye. Later.